This show is brought to you in part by GoDaddy.com. Get $96 in free extras with your domain name from GoDaddy.com. Each domain name includes free hosting with a website builder, a free blog, complete email, and much more. Plus, as a listener of the World of Warcast podcast, enter code WARCAST, that's W-A-R-C-A-S-T, and save an additional $5 off any order of $30 or more. Some restrictions apply. See site for details. Get your piece of the internet at GoDaddy.com. Podcasting to all of Azeroth, this is World of Warcast. I am Starman. And I am Renata. <laughs> and you're wearing a lot of green today. Well, I know, and I shouldn't be because that's the color of the Packers. And I am definitely <laughs> not rooting for the Packers next weekend. Um, I am very happy that the Giants beat the Cowboys. And mm-hmm. looking forward to, well, we're recording in midweek, so... the the game is coming up between the the uh, Giants and the Packers, and I'm really hoping also that San Diego beats the Patriots. But you know, because <laughs> then we'll win. <laughs> I guess I'm I'm just fantasizing here. But uh, anyway, and I don't know if anyone can pass on a message to Jeremy Shockey, but I'm very sorry that you can't be in the playoffs, yeah. and I'm sorry you broke your leg. Yeah, but- <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um. So anyway, um, back to what we're talking about. This really isn't a football podcast. I'm just no, happy because <laughs> Giants fans do not have a great deal to be happy about much of the time. So we really just have to take advantage of every opportunity <laughs> that we get. <laughs> the life of a Giants fan is just going, oh. oh. oh God, <laughs> you guys are being so stupid again. So, you got to give us a break here. It's kind of like what old Horde AV used to be like, to be honest. <laughs> That's the life That's of a true. Giants fan. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So, anyway, um, <laughs> I what happened was we were doing – well, I was doing Karazhan the other day, and, and one of our guildmates said that uh, they were watching uh, watching the, the raid and listening to us on Vent. And, and his friend said, oh, I recognize that voice, that Starman. We, we listened to him when we were in Afghanistan. Yes, and I, I just thought that went, was very cool. Whoa. I didn't know that people over there listened to us. So, so, <laughs> so I want to give a, a nice big slash salute to all our troops over there listening to us. I don't think there are many, but I'm sure there are a few. <laughs> right. So a little sound of home. We do appreciate what you do for our country. Yes. So I just wanted to say hi to everybody out there. I heard a great story about you and Karazhan, by the way. One oh, of the one? one of the great things about there having you in the guild now is I have so many spies to rat on you. No, which story did you hear? I heard the story about the chess event. Oh well, all right, <laughs> but now wait. Let let's back this up a little bit. When I first started in the guild, what did you say to me? I'm sorry. I, when you... I. Fr- Oh, that you were good. Don't run into any uh, alliance towns. Don't run into any alliance towns, which one to 70, I did not do. But we did the chess event, and the first thing I do is I go over to the right hand side on the alliance members, and I'm trying to pick my my piece, and 
I'm going, why is it not working? Like, what's wrong? <laughs> There's something wrong. What is it? And yeah, it was it was because <laughs> I was picking up the Alliance uh, Alliance chess pieces, and uh, that doesn't work. So thank you, Sinessa, for that little bit of intelligence. Yeah, thanks, Sinessa. <laughs> <laughs> so other than Kara, what did you do since uh, our last episode? Oh, um, nothing much. I, well, I I said on the forums that. My computer was slowly dying because about six months ago, there's a, I have a little, a little chip fan on my motherboard. Uh, my old computer was um, an Asus. Let me see if I get these numbers right. P P four P four S eight X, I believe. Anyway, P four S eight X SLI or something like that. Anyway, um, it has this tiny little fan on one of the chips, and the fan died. So. I thought, oh well, let's 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 see. It's it's like that Seinfeld episode where they try to see how far they can go on empty. I said, well, let's see how long my computer can last with uh, with no chip, uh, no chip fans. So um, eventually, it got to the uh, the rest of the motherboard, and you know the heat just killed it. So I put together a new computer. And I put the specs on the website under general, but I will just say what they are. Asus P5e, um, two gig of RAM, a DDR2 800. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, the um, Nvidia 8800 GT, not the GTS and not the GTX. It's the GT and um, a three gigahertz Intel Core 2 Duo. I went Core 2 instead of a quad because I just really didn't think. That that enough would take advantage of the quad. Mm-hmm. So that's why I stuck with the Core 2 Duo. And I am getting a consistent 60 frames a second in the game now. Oh, that's cool. And, and this is across the board. This is in Raids. This is in Chat. This is in Iron Forge. This is with like everything maxed out. And what's better is that one of the biggest graphic hogs MMO, gra- graphic hog MMOs that I play is EverQuest 2. And I threw that in and my my rig just laughed at it. Just said, "Oh, you you think that you're going to lag in it? No, the, the game does not lag for me anymore because of the graphics." And so uh, it's a it's I'd say it's a it's a good rig. Unreal Tournament three plays fine. I have not installed Crisis on it yet. I know that's a big memory hard. Although I think to take advantage of Crisis, you need to install Vista with DirectX ten. And I'm still not ready to go to Vista. So no, you're not. I, I my work computer tied itself in knots over a Vista OS problem. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that required wiping the hard drive. Thank God for backups. Mm-hmm. And so, it was the only thing that saved me. So I'm not real keen on Vista either. No. So I just want to tell everybody, if you're looking for a good graphics card, 8800 GT, very very good. Um, I, I know that there's a GTS, a GTX, but really, um, for your, for the value, some people have said the GTS might be a good, like budget card, Mm -hmm. but I, I would, the GT, the GT, sorry, the GT is very, very good. Make sure you get the 8,800 because they almost sent me the Mm 8,600. So, uh, get the 8,800. Uh, that's about it as far as the rig goes. And um, very smooth. I'm still not done installing everything yet. I still have to do things like the 
uh, G15 drivers and all, but uh, mm-hmm. it worked out very well. That's good. So that that's really what I did this week. The rest of it has been things like helping people do runs and Karen. Um, we did MacTheradon, or we tried MacTheradon, I should say. Um, and so everything's going smoothly. Good. I've been primarily working on my hunter mm-hmm. because a bunch of us are getting together an alt Kara run <laughs> where we're going to take through another group through Kara just for fun. Uh, but I've got to get my hunter to 70 and she's not quite there yet. She's very close. Uh, I can start on the Kara key, but I, um, I need to, a little bit more in the leveling department. I'm going to take my warlock in as her placeholder until I can do that. But mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to trying it with a new class. I mean, it's it's another DPS class, but mm-hmm. you've got some different, um, there's, it's different, obviously, running a warlock versus running a hunter. So that's primarily what's been consuming me in games because when this came up, I said, well, you know, what do you need? And it turns out my warrior was actually closer to 70, but they've got plenty of warriors, mm-hmm. which is usually not the case at all. <laughs> Um, but they didn't have any hunters, which is also not usually the case. So yeah. it made That's more sense. No night elves. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. Um, but uh, but I've been having a I've been having a great deal of fun with that, and uh, it's it's kind of nice to be able to mix things up a little. Plus, it'll be nice to have more than one seventy when uh, Wrath of the Lich King comes out. Mm-hmm. By the way, today we are recording on January 16th. The uh, Burning Crusade came out a year ago today. Yep. Today we were all lagging horribly and crashing in front of the uh, portal. Great <laughs> Iron fun. Forge was, Great yeah, fun Iron was Forge not had by all. <laughs> no, well, I was standing online and, yeah. Well, actually, that would have been last night. Last night right. I was standing online. So, yeah, we're all lagging around and wondering where, whether or not Iron Forge was ever going to be the same. Yes, we were all we were all competing for every single spawn that uh, that came up in in the Outlands yep. and, and was... Ward and Alliance were not killing each other at least for the first week. Well, that's right. You were on a PvP server back. I was then. on a P- I was on Boulderfist at the time. Mm-hmm. So we were all actually working together. Nobody was ganking each other. It was actually kind of nice, considering that the fact that you know Boulderfist is one of the crappiest servers. But <laughs> did I just say that? I'm sorry. Sorry. Well, Whisperwind hasn't been so great lately for a completely different reason. We are now, uh, according to a major WoW census site, we are now the second most populated server on the U.S. side. Last time I looked, we were somewhere around number 12 or 13. Really? We were that low? Uh-huh. We were down, last time I looked, which admittedly was a few months ago, uh-huh. we were at about 24,000. Oh, okay. So just in the past few months, we have swelled to 35,000, and a lot of it has been very, very recent. And why is that, Ren? Please tell us. Why is that? It's because we were invaded by a political campaign, a real-life political campaign that decided it was going to pick a quote-unquote random server. And this well, random server happened to be one of the most populated with the highest ratio of alliance to horde, 85% alliance to 15% horde, and they randomly decided to make an alliance guild. 
Yeah. And, uh, so let's talk a little bit about this. And I'm not, not going to give talk- this one more second than it needs to because um, I don't want to give these mo- the people any more attention than they need. It works like this. I got wind of the fact that these Ron Paul supporters were coming to our server to do a march. And I I know for a fact that Blizzard does not like that sort of thing because they they banned people for the warrior demonstrations. They banned people for the paladin demonstrations. They have banned people before for doing stupid things that disrupt the server. And so I reported them. I, I have nothing against what I did because I think that it was the right thing to do. I don't I knew I knew for a fact that it was going to not only attract all these Ron Paul supporters, but it was going to attract the press and it was going to attract people that were rolling on our server to see this thing and it was going to turn our server into a big giant mess. Which it did. Which it did. For one night, the entire server was laggy. The whole not not just the zone where this stuff was happening, but the whole damn server was a mess. There was a 45-minute queue. We haven't we had, had queues not, in months, probably not right. since last March, maybe February. We had a queue one day, the, the day that uh, Season 3 for Arena opened. That was it. That was the mm-hmm. only time we ever had a, um, a queue, and that was only for an hour or two. But after they did the server transfers to Zangamarsh, we haven't seen no. a queue on our server. So... All right, apart from that, I decided that what I was going to do is have as much fun with this as I could. And it's a PvE server, so I couldn't kill any of these guys unless they flagged. But there are a bunch of level 70s running around with their PvP flags turned on. And I hopped on my Alliance tune on my other computer, and I asked one of them, I said, well, why are you doing this? Are you supporting these people? He says, no, I'm just here for the PvP. (laughs) Okay. So... Me and you and Kryler and a whole bunch of people from from the collective decide that we're Chris, going to. Christy was there too. Christy was there, and uh, Mike, I believe, and um, Nerko and, and Sim and a whole bunch of other people. We wait for them on the top of the hill in Booty Bay, and let me tell you, we put the booty in Booty Bay. <laughs> we kicked the alliance's butt. From Booty Bay uh-huh. to Argomar. And the thing, like I counted, I had 57 honor kills. I hit 82. <laughs> and I died twice. Because we were just working as one big giant team against five alliance. Yeah. It was terribly unfair. <laughs> well, but <laughs> the, the part I thought was funny is people started setting off snake traps in front of Orgrimmar. And for yeah. those of you who aren't aware of this particular little loophole bug exploit i don't know what it is um it's a bug actually it's a bug if you if you set off a a hunter snake trap in a dual situation and you either run out of range of the trap you set off the trap and run out of range or you forfeit the duel the snakes will then go by and it will they'll attack anything that's nearby Mm -hmm. the key here is you don't have to be flagged to get attacked. Mm-hmm. So, but once I mean, you are attacked, yeah. Well, what was happening was that all of these, a lot of these 
political ralliers had rolled up characters that were now level one, two, three. I mean, some of them are most, uh, there weren't any level ones by then. They probably hit level two by just discovering new zones, mm-hmm. but they were all, you know, under like level six. Right. The snakes were just wiping them out left, right, and center. I mean, there was <laughs> bodies everywhere. But the best part about it was is, is they later came out with all the, the Ron Paul supporters came out with these videos that they posted on YouTube, mm-hmm. which none of these things ever appear on the videos. No. They, they, they claim that there was no horrible carnage no. out no. in front of Oregon. I have screenshots of about 100 or so dead little gnome bodies <laughs> in front of Orgrimmar. There was PvP. Not only was there, like, legit PvP between Alliance and Horde, like, level 70s. Oh, yeah, that was a lot I don't of know fun. who it was, but somebody had started setting off these snake traps. Obviously not me because I'm a mage, but somebody started setting off these snake traps and and just killing all these low-level Ron Paul supporters. <laughs> oh, it was... It was... And it was, it was... All right. Let me back up just a little bit. During the time that this was happening and the Ron Paul supporters were in Elwyn Forest, I logged on to one of my alts and I and I said to these people, I said, you are screwing up our server. And they're like, no, 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 you know, we're, we're, we're doing this and, uh, you know, it's not going to disrupt anything. And I'm like, yeah, you are because well, it's going to cause lag and it's going to – it's just going to turn the entire server into big disaster. The, the and thing I was I- right. It did. The thing I objected to was when they said, we pay our money we're to play the game, too. They weren't playing the game. No. That's not playing, playing the game. They weren't playing the game. Some of them, yeah, all right, some of them got into the game and you know, leveled up their characters. But for the most part, they weren't playing the game. So, anyway, let me let me just get through this because I don't want to give these people any more credit than they deserve. Um, I have a feeling that the reason why Blizzard did not do anything is because they're in a tough situation. Mm-hmm. When you deal with politics, it's tough because if you tell these people you can't do this, then they're going to cry, oh, you know, they're anti-Republican or something like that. Freedom of speech, blah, freedom blah, blah. Of, But, the, you know, the thing is it, people keep screaming freedom of speech, but that only works in the outdoors in the real world. Blizzard owns these servers. If they wanted to tell these people to get out, they could have told them to get out. But I agree. I think they they were in a position where they felt they would probably lend more credence to this by banning it. One of those mm-hmm. things of, you know, kill someone, make a martyr. Um, right. That hopefully if they just kind of ignored it, that it would go away. The problem is it's not going away. It's still happening still on the here, server. And we I, still have a queue. We, yes. we have a queue almost every night now. Yes, we do. And... It's also bad if you get, um, and it's not just getting into the game the first time. If you get disconnected, now you have to wait 20, 30 minutes to get back into the game in the mm-hmm. evenings. And it's been just about every evening since this went on. Yep. So it's been very disruptive to our server. That's the problem I have. I don't have any problem. I don't care what candidate it was. It could even be a candidate that, that I personally support. Yep. And I wouldn't like it because... It has no place in Azeroth. Yeah, it does not belong here. This is what I was saying on the forums. If, Even if this was for one of the candidates that I was supporting, I would still not want it because I don't want politics in the game and I don't want the game disrupted. Right. Now the game is disrupted. Now we have queues. These Ron Paul people are still spewing their crap in Orgrimmar and Ironforge. 
and, yeah. and 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 I don't know. I'm I'm just upset with the whole thing because now it's it's setting a precedent. Well, those of you who live on PVP servers, you're probably safe. <laughs> Think of it that way. <laughs> and if true. you're not, go uh, wreak some havoc for us. <laughs> for us, that's it. That's all I want to say. I'm done. Right. Um, kind of on a serious note, I did have something that I do want to say. Oh, to yeah. some of our listeners, because this is starting... Whom we love. We we really do appreciate each and every one of you. And we're very flattered by the attention we've been getting. But um, I would count it as a personal favor if those of you who are joining Whisperwind would just take a moment to listen to what I have to say about this. We have been getting for some reason, a larger than normal influx of people who are joining Whisperwind, making characters, and attempting to contact us in-game. We are really flattered that you like the show so much and you want to do this and you want to play with us and all that. Um, but we would really appreciate it if you would use the methods that we've set up for contacting us outside of the game. Email, our forums, or PMs through the forums. Um, first thing I want to say is our the guild that we belong to, uh, the collective, is not recruiting. Um, that's unlikely to change because that's not how our guild operates. Please don't ask to join the guild unless you have a long-standing personal relationship with one or more of the members. Uh, I'm sorry, but in being listener doesn't count. The collective is not set up as a podcast fan guild. This is a guild of people who either have been playing together for two or three years now or know people who are, are, are members of this group. Um, I would count it as a personal favor also if you would not try to track us down in game. When we're on our characters, we're just other players and we have things that we want to get done in game. We're there to do farming, to do instances, to do quests, whatever. This is our off time. It's our recreation time and as such, we would we would ask you to respect that. And especially this, please, please, please stop asking our guildmates and especially our guild leader to send messages to us or tell us when tell you when we're on. These are our guildmates, our friends, and fellow WoW players. And they're not our secretaries. Um, they won't tell you what you want to know anyway because they're great people. They're trying to help protect our privacy. So they're not going to tell you if we're on or what characters we're on. Um, some of you are even contacting them when they're in battlegrounds or in instances saying, you know, look, I know you're busy, but. <laughs> I know you're busy. I know. That's my favorite. Christy, Christy starts bitching on vent. <laughs> you know, one yeah, day. she got interrupted during a during a she, crucial moment in a battleground. You know, it it um, and you know, it's embarrassing to us because we have outlets for people to contact us, and and quite frankly, in game, I, you know, I don't see why hanging with me or or Ren or. <laughs> Anybody else, it's going to be such a big deal. I'm not that interesting. A lot of the time I'm, when I'm, I'm on, I'm soloing. <laughs> and, and well, and well, here's the problem that, that I saw is that when I was over on Boulder Fist with Alachia, um, poor Alachia would get whispers from fans and, and, and ask her, 
like, could you help me with something? And, and she'd be in, again, she'd be in the middle of a battleground or, or something, probably a battleground because she's like such a PVP queen. She's doing pretty well for herself over there. But, you know, the thing is, um, if she would say no, the fan would get upset. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, it, it just doesn't make any sense because, like, when I log into the game, I say, well, this is what I'm going to do today. I'm going to do this, 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 or help somebody or, or, you know, whatever it is. And I only have, like, a few hours of time at night to play the game. So, uh, sorry. But anyway, enough on that uh, particular just wanted to mention that Blizzard hotfixed out oh. the taming of a special uh, pet in Dustwallow Marsh. You had to be level 66 minimum to do this pet. It was quite an involved training process. But it was Very a really cool-looking, um, what they call it, the Spirit Wolf Guide. Mm-hmm. That it was, it was sort of a ghostly-looking, undead-looking wolf. And they recently announced that they've hot-fixed out the ability to tame this pet. Mm -hmm. On November 27th, a uh, Blizzard employee posted, let me me go through this line by line. I don't have it in front of me, but I was reading so much about it this morning that I, I know what they said. They said, we have no plans to fix this. No plans in corporate speak means they may have plans in five minutes mm-hmm. or five years. For those of you that might be young and you know maybe you're you're into technology or something like that, this is something that I've learned over the last you know twenty five years of being in the computer business. No plans does not mean never. Just remember that because you will, like for example the 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 president of Sony says we have no plans to drop the price of the PS3. And then what happens later on that day? The price drops. The same day. The same day. So uh, so just just be wary whenever somebody uh, in a corporate situation says no plans. So anyway, Blizzard employee says we have no plans to change this. That was on November 27th, and what 2007. They they had no plans to make the, this spirit guide wolf untamable. Right. They had no plans to change it. And but see now, here's the difference. This is this, if they say no plans, that's their out. The problem I have is that this Blizzard employee says so you can rest easy, mm-hmm. and that's what that's what I don't like about this whole thing is that this person said you can rest easy, making giving the insinuation that this is something that's going to stay forever. Or at least for the foreseeable future, for a good long while. Well, well, you figure that was two months ago, a little less than two months ago. So Yeah, I usually define foreseeable future as a little bit more than two months. A year, two. You figure, look, they probably thought, hey, this is cool. Some clever people found a way to do this. Great. Good for them. I, I I think it's a great idea. Now, they just decided in a hot fix that they're going to take it out. No warning. And that's what bothers me is that there is some hunter. If you read that there is this epic thread on the forum, and actually there are, there are several um, branch threads off of this now too, but people were leveling their hunters specifically to try to get this pet. Now, why is this pet such a big deal? I'll tell you why. Because it's it's a ghostly wolf. And 
<laughs> for once in this game, it gave people something a little unique to have. And the the game is just so filled with so many cookie cutter things to do. Like you can do it and he can do it and she can do it and everybody can do it. And the the biggest problem that I've heard about this game since day one is that there's really no uniqueness to it. There are only five faces that every character can have. The the human females, for example, only use like one or two of them. Yeah, it's because, because the, the rest other ones of the, are... the other ones are just absolute. Who at Blizzard decided to give these human females such ugly faces? For God's sakes! So you figure there are only two faces that you can use. Then you've only got like what four or five hairstyles and a, a couple of colors. But once you get seventy, how can you really tell the difference between one person and another? You well, really can't. You you might be able to if there's like a missing pair of shoulders and you realize that your friend has that shoulder. And, oh, yeah, I, I've done that. I could say, oh, that's so-and-so over there. But for the most part, once you hit 70, you're really no different than anybody else unless you've got something unique about you. And that's what I liked about these pets is that it gave people – it's like a mini epic quest right? You know, in a way. And there are not that many pets that have really unique looks. I'm looking Mm -hmm. over a list right now at petopia.brashendeavors.net. There's really very, very few skins that only belong to one creature. Right. There's some that are shared by a couple of creatures, but there's very few that only have one. And the ghost Mm -hmm. will, and most of them just color them a little differently. Yeah. But but here's, here's what bugs me the most. The Blizzard, uh, was it Drisk that said this? Drisk said um, that it didn't fit into the Hunter class. I should bring it up, but um, I'll. Yeah, I saw I'll, that. I'll link it later. He, all right, all right. You could argue that. Here's the thing. It he said that they don't like the undead nature of the pet. Aren't there other undead pets that hunters can have, like bears and was it bears and boars? Well, they're not they're not undead. You can't tame an undead animal if it's if it's classified as undead. It has to be classified as a beast. That said, there are some creatures that look undead. Oh, uh, they the, only look okay. Um, the plagued swine of the, right. The eastern plague lands has those hollow... Mm -hmm. I mean, it doesn't have eyes. It just has these eye sockets. That's very undead looking. I'd really like to know how a a swine runs around with no eyes and you can't... I mean, granted, maybe technically it's not undead, but it sure as hell looks like it. Yep. And or the diseased black bear of the western plague lands that has, Mm -hmm. you know, it's got these oozing pustules and it's got its ribs Ugh. literally showing not through its well through its fur all the way through its fur it's got bones showing um there are some some pets that look very very undead and they're not seeming to be getting rid of those right so i it just i don't like it and i don't even play a hunter i just think it's unfair to the people that went through all the trouble to get this and you know what i could see them doing next you watch they're gonna make it so that I'm not saying this for sure, but I would bet you that they're going to set it up so that you can't feed those pets anymore. Yeah, but they said that anyone who has them already can keep them. Yeah, well, they also but, said they weren't going to change it, but you know. well, and there's there's still and, and the thing the other thing is is there's there is another ghostly animal that's tameable in the game, and that's the ghost cat. Right. Um, 
the ghost cat, which you can get around, I think, level 20, up mm-hmm. in the night elf lands by doing the, the little thing with the figurines. So, there, I mean, there's even precedent for a ghostly animal. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that was nice about this one is to get that one, a high-level hunter has to deal with a very low-level pet and go through the extremely painful process, believe me, I know, because I've done it, of leveling up a very low-level pet to get a particular skin that you like. Right. And this was available, I think, they, from what I've read, at level 66 at the lowest. Mm-hmm. So it was something that people who've had hunters that have been around for a long time can get and and be able to tame and use right away. And also there was something of a process to it. So as I said, it was like a little mini epic quest. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of I think it was kind of fun. And I, I really I'm very I feel sorry for those hunters who have been working hard to get their hunters up to the level appropriate to taming this creature and now it's just been taken out from under them. I, I really yeah. don't understand why this was seen as such a game imbalancing thing. It's just an appearance. It, well, uh, who knows? I maybe, don't know. Maybe they're working with getting one from the trading card game as a pet someday. Who knows? I'd just change and, it if that was the case. But uh, it it just it doesn't seem right. I, I think right? that's a real slap in the face of the players. Well, maybe there's something else coming up with uh, Wrath of the Lich King that, that we don't know about. But I don't see, even if they were going to bring in tameable ghosty wolves in Wrath of the Lich King, why getting this one early would be such a big deal. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Wrath of the Lich King, <laughs> one little tidbit that came out about it is that Blue has confirmed that there will be a gear reset. When Wrath mm-hmm. of the Lich King comes out, which everyone's was expecting. And what I mean by gear reset is when the Burning Crusade came out, pretty much everyone was replacing their, their gear, or much of it, with greens and blues greens. from quests, which were so much better than stuff that you could get in the higher level dungeons in Molten Core. It wasn't quite replacing stuff that you get from, from Nax. But a lot, you know, for those mere mortals who didn't go to Nax, <laughs> um, <laughs> we were getting we were getting good gear right away. So you're going to see a similar thing in um, Wrath of the Lich King, where people are going to be replacing their Kara gear and their ZA, probably their ZA gear and such, pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Now but, there, know, there are, are some that, good and yeah. bad points to that. Well, the bad points is that it makes you feel like, well, why am I even bothering going to Black Temple and Hygel? Right. I mean, you just get that attitude where, well, if if seeing new content is your thing, then you'll do it. Mm-hmm. If if gear is a big thing for you, then you might as well just wait until the expansion comes out, mm-hmm. level an alt or something. But. Yeah, I, I'm just not too thrilled with the whole thing. I, I, it would be nice if if you started getting things that, like when you go into Outlands for the first time at 58 as a as a mage. One of the first quests you get is Staff of the Twin Worlds, and which just completely replaces whatever you have. So, and then and then you get like better greens and blues as you go along, and you work your butt off through all these high level instances like well high high at the time. Molten Core, Blackwing Lair, Nax. And granted, some people that did Nax said that they didn't replace some of their Nax gear until their upper 60s. Mm-hmm. But um, if, as I 
leveled my third mage. I, I was looking at some of the gear that you get back then and, and comparing it to what you get as soon as you get into Outlands, and this stuff is just pathetic. <laughs> you know, the arcane stuff that you get as a mage at 60 was just nasty. It was terrible. It was good for at the time, but, you know, for outlands you you just get your butt kicked in it but i can see a couple of benefits as well um first one being that if you're a more casual player you're not going to get totally wiped out right when you step into you you know in, in it sounds like that in the stuff that you get even in if you're just doing some heroics and maybe a little kara that you'll be able to survive going into this new area mm-hmm. the other thing is that um it's a good time to change mains. If you're yeah. thinking now that you might want to go forward with a different main, and I did this when um, when the Burning Crusade came out. I changed my main from a warrior to a warlock. It's a really good time to do it because you don't really lose that much from having... I, at the time, my warrior had really pretty good gear, and my mm-hmm. warlock had kind of crappy gear because I had just started going into Scolo and Strat with my with my Warlock, so she was pretty undergeared. So if you're thinking about the possibility of changing a main, now is the time to start getting some of your alts to 70. Because mm-hmm. then you'll be able to, no matter where you are, you'll be able to hit the ground running. Now, if you have higher level gear, you're going to be able to start running a lot faster <laughs> Than if you had the low-level gear, it will give you a leg up. There's no question about it. That people who had the Nax gear were able to progress much faster through the content in Outlands than the people who didn't. But we all still progressed. You know, we all, you know, those of us who started at 60, almost all of us have at least 170. But as I said, it's a good time to consider that main switch if if that's something you're thinking about. Two security issues that I wanted to bring up. Uh, a couple days ago, I, um, I, I'm i on Twitter, if anybody knows what that is. It's, it's like a little mini blog thing. And th- the Twitter messages you send that are called tweets. So I get this, I get <laughs> this <cute>. tweet. <laughs> I get this tweet from Veronica Belmont the other day. And it said something to the effect of um, our guild bank was robbed. Um. So, after listening to the la- and it wasn't the last episode of the instance, it was it was two shows ago. Basically, what happened was that Randy, uh, the co-host of the show, his he, the story goes that he believes that he logged into a friend's computer that had a keylogger. Um, therefore, his account got compromised, and since he's the guild leader, he had complete control of the um, the guild bank, and. Everything was just completely wiped out, which I think is an absolutely terrible shame. I, I really – I feel for these people. I mean, it's, you know, the, the whole – their whole guild just got screwed by a keylogger. Um, when I first started playing the game, I knew about gold farmers. And if you think about it, back in the day – when we first started, it really wasn't that big of a deal. They, they weren't that disruptive, not like they were when the bots started. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the bots started, that's when they started becoming a serious pain in the neck. But if they were off doing their own thing, you know, it's 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 just like one of those things that happens over there. 
Mm-hmm. You, you, you just you ignore it. Right? It's for other people. And it doesn't affect me. Well, now it's starting to affect everybody. Now people are getting their accounts compromised left and right. One of my former guildies on the Alliance side in Whisperwind, he got his account compromised. And it's uh, my, my former guild leader got his account compromised in, in the raiding guild that I was in on Whisperwind. And, and it's just gotten to the point now where I'm almost afraid to log into the damn game. Mm-hmm. And I keep my system secure, but geez, man, like uh, at what point are these people just going to stop? And I guess all I'm really saying out of this whole thing is I'm asking people to not buy gold. Don't support these people. Like, and I, I've said before that we don't support gold farmers and that was back in the bot days. Now, of course we don't then and we don't now, but, but now these people are just like scumbags. And I, not only are they, are they going after gold, but they're going after people's like their work, like, like the stuff that they've worked really hard for. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just, I'm, I'm asking anybody that listens to tell your friends, just look, don't support these people. Go through the trouble of getting what you need. Gold is easy to get in Outlands. I realize 5,000 G for an Epic flying mount is really hard to do, but you know, I mean, you just got to think, do you really need an Epic flying mount? I don't have one. I, well, I still don't my have farmer one. has one because I worked for it. Mm-hmm. Because I farmed for like two or th- I don't know, it was two or three weeks. I just sat around and ran around and farmed and farmed and farmed, and I knew what to sell that would make money. Oh, I've but got, I can't. I've got the money. I'm just too cheap to buy one. Well, you can give it to me, and I'll pay you back. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I actually I've got no interest in in an epic flying mount simply because if I get one, then I'll feel compelled to get another one for my other character, mm-hmm. and this way I don't know what I'm missing. There you go. <laughs> I don't feel like anyone. And anyway, the the point I'm making is, just please, please don't support these people that uh, that farm gold. Report the people that you see uh, in major cities that put out their their messages about buying gold. Just do whatever you can to make sure that these people go away because it now it's starting to affect people. They've and, morphed. And time. They've morphed from breaking the TOC to being thieves. Mm-hmm. And pretty much when they were in Tears Hand and they were doing their farming, I just left them alone. Whatever, I don't need to go to Tears Hand. But go, go do your farming. I don't care. But now they're invading my computer. Well, not mine, but you know they're invading people's computers, like my guild leaders and Randy's, and, and I don't think that's right. I think that's terrible. Well, I, I, I should also mention, however, that that's not the only vector by which uh, guild banks are getting robbed. There have been increasing reports of guild banks getting robbed be- from disgruntled former members whose last act of defiance is to take as much out of the guild bank as they can. There mm-hmm. was uh, quite a thread on the official forums from a about a guy in... I think the the server was uh, Area 52, who, before quitting his guild, took all the enchanting mats out and started giving them away to various people around the cities. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it is... And the thing is, is that Blizzard won't do anything about it because, no, in their minds, they're not breaking any rules because they had access to the guild banks and, therefore, what they take out as their own business so 
uh, yeah, just don't support them. Don't buy gold. Don't buy accounts. Don't do anything like that. Please, 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 please. And our continued public important. service announcement of guild banks are more dangerous <laughs> than people suppose, at least as yeah. far as getting rid of stuff. And one quick thing, don't use .exe executables to install uh, mods, add-ons. You don't need that. There, There's not an... Uh, <laughs> There's not an add-on that you can't install by yourself. There are instructions on uh, Curse Gaming about how to do these sorts of things in WoW Ace. Just don't install those things because those can be Trojans. And, and there was uh, one um, – was it UI uh, – Was it UI Central? UI Central. I think it was UICentral.com that had one infected and a whole bunch of people downloaded it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Keylogger. Don't yep. do that. Yeah. If you need to install an add-on, there are a lot of very clear, explicit instructions on how to install add-ons on all the major um, add-on sites. Right. So please don't do that. The other thing that probably most of you are aware of, since you're already kind of plugged into the podcast community, is that Blizzard has come out with its own official Blizzard podcast called BlizzCast, which is mm -hmm. meant to cover, as I understand, more than just World of Warcraft, but all of Blizzard's games. Mm -hmm. StarCraft Diablo. Right. Now, I have to admit, I have not had time to listen to this. <gasps> Bad podcaster. Bad podcaster, I know. It's been a hell of a week. Um, <laughs> but from what I understand, it was pretty much what I was expecting it to be based on other official podcasts that have been put out by gaming companies, which is largely a PR piece that repeats news that isn't particularly new. Mm-hmm. And, and it w none of the stuff was new. It was weeks old. And, all right, it was their first one, so I'll, I'll give them credit for that. I mean, you know, they, they tried, and they have some technical problems with their audio. Um, <laughs> Not the that we don't have any problems, ever have any problems well, with that. Well, uh, yeah, but... <laughs> We fixed those. But um, like they had like their interviewer was in the left channel and the music was too loud and Yeah. You know, so, you know, a couple other things. But you know, it's it's good that they're doing it. I just really want them to do stuff that would compel me to listen to it because if all they're gonna do is just repeat stuff that I read in a magazine two weeks ago, you know. Oh, and another thing is that if if you're gonna say, look at this to the other person, make it a video podcast because we can't see it. Right. At least describe it, what it is. So-and-so is holding this up to the camera or whatever. Well, even even that. I mean, there's there's no need for that in, a, in an audio podcast. Oh, we've done it. Well, I've done it in, in, in the <laughs> sense that like, oh, I'm waving my arms or, or I'm, I'm, you know, tapping my head or with my, my hand. My or cat just walked across the screen or whatever. But, but things like that don't necessitate a video podcast. But, you know, if, if the the topic is going to be something visual then. But I, on the that. whole, I mean, I'm glad that they've entered the podcasting community. I'm hoping mm -hmm. that this might mean that there might be some cooperation between their official podcasts and some of the rest of us who've been around for a very long time. That would be, it would be very nice if, uh, if that were to happen. And I agree. I think the thing that they could do to make their podcast really different and compelling is to have some exclusive content, content that they only release on the podcast or at least released on the podcast a week before that they put it in print. Mm -hmm. uh, something like that I think would be, uh, would make it a really, really great podcast. Now, 
are we concerned that this is going to cost us listeners? No. no. For a number of reasons. Number one, <laughs> most not of you bitch about themselves. <laughs> most of them are well mostly they're not gonna they're not gonna look at themselves critically. Because this right. is a you know, it's it, this is all I'm sure this is out of marketing. Mm-hmm. And marketing. I'm sure that job everything that's said in that yeah. They have to go over everything that they say scrupulously. Right. And so they're not going to come out and say, well, I'm not really happy with the way this came out or whatever. Yeah, um, that's so our you're job. Good, you, well, it's our job. It's the job of the other <laughs> WoW podcasts to tell things as from a player standpoint, mm-hmm. from a person who does not have that uh, financial investment in Blizzard, to be honest. Our jobs don't rely on it. Right. Um, but the other thing is, is that frankly, most people who listen to WoW podcasts listen to more than one. Um, so they're not going to stop listening to one podcast because they've started listening to another. They're going to listen to both. Mm-hmm. And so I, it's just it's one more addition to the podcasting community. And I, for one, would like to welcome them into the podcast community and hope mm-hmm. that they take advantage of the existing community of, of podcasters to, you know, maybe, you know, we're here. Bounce some ideas off us. Yeah, you know how you guys know how to contact us, and um, we'll talk to you. Yeah, we'd be happy to. We'd love to. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, you know, I don't know. I mean, not that we're the experts their... on everything, but well, uh... no, but I mean, I'm the problem. I'm laughing because they seem to have some sort of vow of silence, you know, as well as uh, talk, <laughs> as far as talking to fans. So right. Know. Well, you know, we we've said. Many, many times that one of the complaints that we've had about Blizzard is that they don't acknowledge the podcasting community or really much of the outside fan community as much as some other gaming companies that we could mention, like Sony. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, maybe this is a a door opening, and I'd like to think of it that way. One thing that we haven't brought onto the show, I don't think ever, is a rogue. And so what we wanted to do is bring a rogue onto the show. So I'd like to introduce Sneak. Sneak is actually uh, related to another WoW podcaster. So Sneak, I would like you to introduce yourself. Hi there. I'm Sneak. I uh, play level 70 rogue on uh, the Emerald Dream server, Horde side, uh, US. Uh, I also uh, recently just hit 70 on my druid, which I'm going to uh, take feral and use for tanking or off tanking as it were. Uh, but uh, my wife uh, does the Women of Warcraft podcast, Molly. So uh, she hasn't had a lot of time to do that lately with her <laughs> job and everything. But uh, we all understand that. Yeah. Yeah. Real life has to come first sometimes. That's true. So this isn't going to be a replacement for uh, the rogues class roundtable, although that's probably going to be quite a bit later on, probably not for a few months. So it's kind of nice to bring on a class to, to have another class segment. Um, we're not going to be doing, we're going to be starting the class round tables probably in episode 56. Um, and we're going to be starting with in alphabetical order. So it'd be a while before we get to rogues anyway. Mm-hmm. So... So, um, <laughs> sneak. The the reason why we brought you on, like I said, is because we've never had a rogue on. So, I don't really think it's necessary for you to describe what a rogue does, except sneak up on people and and all that. But stab him in the back. <laughs> stab him in the back. That's pretty much what you do. Um, the pointy end goes in the other man. 
<laughs> Unless you're a mace rogue, and then uh, you know you hit him with with any any piece of it, and it stuns him. Yeah. Uh-huh. Why don't you describe or, or just explain to us what it is that you like about a rogue? Did you try any other classes, and why you stick with it? Um, like uh, you guys, and uh, I'll, I'll be the one to break it. Um, I, I played EverQuest before this, and I played a monk. Mm-hmm. And so a monk was a wonderful direct damage class that involved oh, yeah. you doing things, hitting buttons, um, <laughs> and actively actively producing damage that way. You also got to do a lot of other cool things like bane death. So van- vanish as much as you can um, to that. Um, needless to say, it was much easier to level in ever uh, in, in WoW than EverQuest. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say well, if you were gonna say it was right. easier to level in uh, level in EverQuest, I would ask you. How how good was a monk anyway? <laughs> That's right. No, I, I couldn't solo like a druid could. No, not mm-hmm. not even close. Yeah, I could solo as a druid. So um, yeah, I, I I picked what I thought was the, the closest uh, class that I was familiar with there because I've yeah. uh, I've never played a caster before uh, mm-hmm. before my druid. Well, so, I never played a caster before I played WoW either, so I, I know exactly what you mean. So yeah, it's a whole lot of fun. Um, to do the rogue stuff, you get to sneak around uh, on quests where you just need to kill uh, somebody that maybe at the end of a cave or whatever. You uh, just sneak all the way down there, kill that guy, uh, loot, and sneak right back out. You don't have to worry. <laughs> Granted, you might miss some uh, experience in between, but you get quests done a whole lot faster. Yeah, that's yeah. True. It, it, it honestly, it almost feels like cheating sometimes. When, when playing a, a rogue on those things. I also find, I have a rogue, but she's only level 33 right now, that I, I also will sometimes do the suicide runs where I know there's two or three mobs at the end, but I'm pretty sure I can kill the one that I need to and loot it before I die. Yeah. So. <laughs> or, or, or vanish for that matter. Yeah. It doesn't always work, though. That's, that's true. <laughs> Or, any any rogue that PVPs will tell you that Vanish is broken. Oh, mm. how? Well, why don't you explain to those non-rogues what Vanish is? So, Vanish is um, one of the few rogue abilities that requires a reagent anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. You get a little bit of flash powder, and poof, the other people in a puff of smoke see you disappear. You fall off of everybody's aggro table, mm-hmm. and you gain... Um, a limited uh, duration of improved stealth, where it makes people much far, uh, much more difficult for people to locate you. Mm-hmm. So it's the it's the get out of jail free card. <laughs> um, so what do you think are the particular strengths and weaknesses of the rogue class as a whole? Uh, rogues are the premier single target sustained damage class. Mm. Um, I have to give you that. You'll, you'll, give, are, me, you'll yeah. give me that? Well, because I, I usually see the rogues, mages, or warlocks on the top of a DPS uh, list in raids. Sure. And even hunters occasionally if they if they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But or if where, 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 for yeah. that. Yeah. That's, that's true. But, yeah, where, where a mage um, can do a whole lot of AoE, and even, even a warlock um, can do a lot of AoE, rogues, you know, they can hit three targets at a time if they're specced into it. Mm-hmm. But other than that, they can like Black Morass is is by far. If a rogue doesn't top the damage meter in Black Morass, he, he wasn't doing his job. <laughs> oh really? 
Because well, I've beaten a lot of rogues then. <laughs> yeah, be, because there's only one target that you're attacking, and you attack it for a long time, and you do it 18 times, and, and then it's over. That's <laughs> true. So what what do you think the weaknesses of the class are? Uh, warlocks. <laughs> Warriors. <laughs> oh, you're talking um, about PvP yeah. situations now. Sure. Um, rogues, I mean, much, much akin to... Uh, to a mage, rogues are glass cannons. They mm-hmm. uh, they only wear leather, uh, and generally they will sacrifice um, armor for damage causing uh, effects on their things. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing they've got going for them is that they do stack a lot of agility for attack power, which also consequently gives them a lot of dodge. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got evasion to back that up, which gives you increased dodge for for a period of time as well. But definitely it, it is easy to it's very easy in an AoE situation in a raid to die as a rogue. Uh, hmm. much harder than it used to be now that we have Cloak of Shadows. Uh, but uh, it can be very difficult like like on Maiden, for example, to stay in as a rogue for the whole fight if heals are getting tough on uh, anywhere else in the raid. Mm-hmm. You'll definitely find yourself at the uh, at the end of the list for getting heals often. Right now, I, I know that with some classes, there there's some uh, some talent trees that are sort of the favored ones, and other talent trees hardly anyone uses, and if they do, it's kind of remarkable. Um, is this the case with with rogues or? Can you have viable builds with with all three trees being, any of the three trees being dominant? Uh, you, if if you're going to DPS in a raid, uh, the combat tree is is typically the one where you'll you'll have to go at least twenty points in there to be viable. Uh, Why twenty in, in a raiding points? situation? Uh, twenty points gets you the, the the biggest thing that a rogue gets over any other class is something called uh, dual-wield specialization. Mm-hmm. So they're attacking with two weapons, and with dual-wield specialization, they get a chance to do a significant improvement in damage over any other class. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So uh, they get a 50% bonus to di- damage done by your offhand weapon. Uh, I believe warriors get 25% bonus, or maybe 35%. Mm-hmm. So rogues are the only class that that do that well with both with both weapons all the time. When I was playing a rogue, I found that it was very complex as far as the order of, of things that you had to do. It's it's I suppose that warlocks would have the same situation where you can do things in certain orders and, and if you find the right order of things you can get the most out of it and do the most damage. Um have or I should say what have you found as far as either PvP or PvE to be the most effective. Let's start with PvP. Well, you do a lot of PvP, don't you? I I, I do a little bit. I do I do more uh, more PvE. You do okay. Um, all right. So in PvE, like, what what would be your order of things against something like against Maiden? And, uh, and well, I say that because Maiden, you said that you yeah. can st- sustain that fight long. Right. Maiden is a, is a, is a good case. Uh, rogue. A lot of rogue damage comes from bleeds, mm-hmm. which makes Karazhan a very difficult fight to top the damage meters in. Or, or a different difficult instance because um, there, I believe there's only 
Well, there's only four bosses, I believe, that are bleedable mm-hmm. of all of the bosses in Karazhan because the rest of them are undead. Right. Um, so if, if, a, if a mob is bleedable, like, like Maiden, the typical thing for a combat rogue to do, well, any, any rogue really, is to, do, um, is to open with a Garo, which is a, a high damage bleed dot, um, and then uh, Sinister Strike or Backstab your way up to five combo points, and then Rupture, which is another bleed. Um, and then uh, you would do two more combo points and hit slice and dice. The goal, the goal of a good of a good rogue in PVE is to never let slice and dice stop. Slice and dice mm. increases the speed of all of your attacks by forty five percent. Okay, wow. um, that, that's similar to Scorch on mages. You never let it drop. Right, um, or it's not forty five percent. I'm not sure, but th- there, there's talents in in the combat tree that increase the duration of your slice and dice by 45%. That is. So you're always, you're always doing a lot of slice and dicing. And then you're always, um, you always try to keep a a bleed up. And Mm -hmm. and the goal is to find your rotation, um, between how many points you put into, you need to put into slice and dice so that you can build enough combo points to do a five point rupture, uh, wash, wrench and repeat, uh, until the mob (laughs) dies. Now, in Pv- PvP, I should say, one of the biggest problems that I have against rogues is that they just completely obliterate me before I have a chance to do anything. Sure. So <laughs> what would be the the most effective against that? I'm, I'm sure there's something I'm missing, but I haven't done PvP in like nine months. Uh, so are you frost- if, if you're fire, it's going to be a lot more difficult. Yeah, I'm fire. That's the problem. Yeah. Uh, a frost mage, like the, the, the best way to kill a rogue in PvP is by kiting him. Rogues uh. have very few. Um, they 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 don't have intercept like a warrior, mm-hmm. you know, and they have very few. They only have one distance attack. Right. Uh, right. I as as a warlock, my the first thing that I I keep death coil up just for rogues, because if I can get you feared, you're mine. Yeah. That's- Exhaustion <laughs> helps a lot. The the worst arena combo that I've went against. I, I, I 2v2 with a, with a druid, with the resto druid. So we can we can survive a lot of stuff. But we were up against um, a shaman and a warlock that, that just constantly did Curse of Exhaustion. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to kite... They just Their goal was to put down Earthbind Totems, Curse of Exhaustion, dot you up, and run around until you die. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I could hardly do anything to keep up with these people yeah the, so you could say that's another po- that's a, that's one of the weaknesses of the rogue classes is that you are it pretty much requires you be up close and personal right yeah all, all the damage is, is in your face and if you're uh if you're dagger rogue then you do or or mutilate you do all of your damage your best damage from behind uh the target other advantages come from being behind a target, like they can't block. So if you mm-hmm. happen to be fighting um, a protection paladin, uh, when when they block, you actually take damage. So mm-hmm. a prop pally is also a very difficult thing to kill as a rogue. Because pro- most of their damage is reflexive. A prop paladin is difficult for anyone to kill. <laughs> that's yeah, true. That's true. 
I always thought that it'd be funny to have a 2v2 team of a disciplined priest and a paladin. They couldn't kill anything, but nothing. Every, everything else would die of boredom. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. I mean, they're, they're actually, as, as a warlock in PvP, protection paladins are among the, the worst as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Now, what what is your spec now? Are you combat? I, I am combat. I'm combat swords. Uh, mm-hmm. Which is actually a very viable uh, PvP and PvE spec as a rogue. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I've, as they stand. I've heard many rogues talking about. You see, you hear more rogues talking about specifically what their weapons of choice are. Are they a sword rogue, a mace rogue, or a dagger rogue? Now, are there different specs that you would use with these, and why would you choose one of these um, weapons combinations over another? So with, with each spec, in, in the combat, if you're going into the combat tree, there you can put five points into either mace specialization, which gives you um, increased critical strike damage and a chance to stun your target. Uh, sword, if you go in there, it gives you a chance on each attack to uh, get an extra attack, like Wind Fury. Um, and then if you're dagger or fists, it gives you increased critical tri- strike chance against your target. Hmm. Now, I've never heard of a fist rogue. That would uh, be They're very rare. <laughs> because, be, because there aren't very many fists in the game. Right. There's a well, star that made fist weapons. Um, yeah. Now, did you level as a combat rogue, or did you have a different leveling spec? I leveled as what... What people like to refer to as a as a as a hemo rogue, mm-hmm. um, e- even though hemorrhage is only a uh, it's a twenty one point skill in the subtlety tree, mm-hmm. uh, lots of peop- lots of rogues will refer to their spec as hemo okay. because now what what makes what I, I assume hemo refers to hemorrhage. It does. Um, what else? What else is is that spec involved, and why is it? Why do you? Why is that such a favored leveling spec? Uh, one of the neat things about hemorrhage is it, it gives you points in the subtlety tree, mm-hmm. which uh, give you the, the one of the the best talents in the subtlety tree for leveling is um, something that gives you both increased speed while you're stealthed for each point that you put in it, and it also re- reduces the cooldown on your. Um, ability to gain stealth. So when mm-hmm. you're fully talented into it, it uh, every five seconds, if you're not in combat, you can go into stealth, mm-hmm. which is you know oh. the amount of time that it takes to interact with any quest object in the game <laughs> and get out. <laughs> yeah, which it's perfect. I mean, you do that. You know, a, a mob paths away far enough. You sneak in. You loot whatever you needed to loot, and uh, go back into stealth and, and step away. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, do you think that rogues are overpowered, honestly? <laughs> What's that? Say that again? Do you think that rogues are overpowered? I don't believe so. Or is I know it just that people think... don't know how to play the other classes? Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, you spend any amount of time above 1,500 in the arena, mm-hmm. and you'll think that every other class is overpowered. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, you're you're right. You're right. I st- although I still have a problem against warlocks when they just dot the heck out of you. Yeah. Although now that we have you know ice block, that's true. You know we and can if, get out of it. Yeah. 
if you're frost, you get two. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah. Uh, you're the other a... big... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. The, the other big advantage in the subtlety tree um, is uh, uh, preparation, which gives you the ability to reset the cooldown on a number of your abilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, it's, is it cold snap in... Uh, yeah, cold snap, yeah. In, in the frost tree. So Yeah, and, a, and there isn't one on the, on the fire tree, unfortunately. Right. But what that is, that's also a 21-point um, talent. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it gives you two, two vanishes, two sprints. Um, it used to give you... True, uh, two adrenaline rushes, which we can talk about later. That was a recent nerf mm-hmm. uh, to things. So those uh, those are advantages in the subtlety tree for for leveling for sure. So what is the the rest of the points go into combat or into into which tree or doesn't it matter? Uh, combat is good uh, for increased damage or like in, increased duration of your gouge, um, improved slice and dice. Which gives you, um, you know, makes your slice of dice stay up longer, and mm-hmm. then uh, precision, which gives you an increased chance to hit whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, you you don't do any damage for things that you don't hit. So, one of those things. Um, and then you'll hear people talk about the holy eleven points in assassination. The holy in, in eleven. Of, holy, what is that? Yeah, in in terms of of PVE, there are eleven points that you spend to get up to something called relentless strikes. Which gives you a twenty percent chance per combo point on a finishing move mm-hmm. to restore twenty five energy. So if you do a five point move, you get twenty five energy back automatically. Wow! <laughs> and being that energy is the bread and butter of everything you do, mm-hmm. uh, if you're doing if you're doing full, I mean, you you have a forty percent chance. You know, if you have two combo points, but if you're doing full combo point finishing moves, you know you're going to get energy back right away. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, it, it's, it's a great that. one. And in addition, you also, below that is Ruthlessness, which gives you a 60% chance to add a combo point to your target on a finishing move. So uh, that's why so, we get our butts kicked so easily. <laughs> it, 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 you know, like, like with a lot of classes, like with a Blackout proc or anything like that, a lot of it comes down to percentages and chances and everything. That's true. I've gone up against some rogues that I've beaten just because I guess they didn't know what they were doing. I mean, I've honestly, I've just never practiced with enough rogues and I don't do enough PVP anymore to, um, you know, to really know what I'm doing. But I have thought about like, you know, there's ice block and how long that lasts and, you know, like what can I do while a rogue is incapacitated? But, um, I'm still trying to do what I can against a, uh, against a rogue in PVP and I'll, I'll get it eventually. Yeah. Well, with warlocks, it, it as I said, it really boils down to one thing: can I get a fear off? If mm-hmm. I can't get a, if the if a rogue can keep me tied up enough that I can't get a fear off, I'm his. But if I can get that death coil, he's mine. Right. <laughs> it's important that you that you trinket death coil, but you don't trinket um, a regular fear because of right. it being on a separate diminishing returns and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's actually, I mean, another thing with, if you're, if you're fighting a rogue, uh, cheap shot would be the opening move that would stun you for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then after he builds up combo points, you do a kidney shot and kidney mm-hmm. shot is where you'd want to use your, um, 
your trinket because he's gonna have he's just used his combo points, and that's his long duration stun where he's planning on doing a lot of damage to you without you doing anything, mm-hmm. so that he can get another stun off. So if you trinket there and do something to either disorient him or slow him down and get away, uh, he's gonna have to build up combo points, and he's got to be close to you to do that. Right. Huh. Now you said that you're a your rogue is a blood elf. Um, just curious, uh, why did you choose that race? And if you had to do it over again, would you choose the same one? I, I would. I really enjoy um, the, the the special abilities that blood elves get. Being able to arcane torrent and do the area of effect silence every two minutes is amazing for both PvP and PvE. It gives me <laughs> really an insane amount of interrupts. Going, pl- leveling with my druid, I was so frustrated that I had to just eat spells in the face because there was nothing <laughs> that I could do. Plus, one of the things, my, my rogue is also a, a blood elf. Um, one of the things that I discovered instantly was that the, the what they normally they call the monotap, um, when you set off the arcane torrent, of course, it's supposed to give you mana back, but with rogues, it gives you energy. And I thought that was that was very cool. It is. So it's I probably don't kind use of an that as extra little bonus. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the, the the cooldown on it is is unfortunate, like in in, in a PVE situation, or mm-hmm. in a PVP situation rather. Uh, having to wait thirty seconds to do the next tap, it's hard. To, it's hard to build up points. I think in a in a shorter match. Right. For people that are starting to play a rogue now that might not be playing it properly or, or something like, what would you, what would you tell them about maybe what gear, what stats to look for in their gear, or just just any other tips that you might give them about how to play their class better? I would recommend that as a rogue you level uh, using swords or maces, um, and not not daggers, and unless you're you're sort of uh, well. If you're willing to, to stick it out as daggers, the thing with daggers is to do your most damage. You need to be a behind an enemy, enemy rather, um, which means you have to stun them and then get around behind them and do damage. So if you don't have a good internet connection or good uh, video card where you can do that before the stun runs out, you'll have a hard time doing damage. Um, and if you're doing a lot of soloing, you're going to be face to face with the mob, so mm. you'll have to use less effective attacks. Mm-hmm. So as swords, you'll be able, or maces, even fists for that matter, you'll be able to do a whole lot of damage to things no matter what direction they are uh, facing or not facing you. Plus, it seems like daggers are hard to find as opposed yeah. to finding level-appropriate and stat-appropriate swords or maces. Sure. Yeah, th- there's a few out there, but there's definitely more swords. And, and I haven't been able to go through and look after they did the... Um, lower level instance equipment refresh, but I would assume that there's possibly some better itemization out there now. Well, I know that my uh, my husband Kryler plays a rogue who is now level 54, I believe, and he was bemoaning just today at dinner that he hasn't been able to find an upgrade for his level 45 dagger. Oh. Yeah. So he's been kind of waiting for something to come along, but he's been pretty much relegated to swords and maces because he just yeah. can't find anything. 
Yeah, and the thing I, I tell everybody, it's it's great. Um, even though you can't go to Outlands and do quests until you're 58, mm-hmm. Outlands gear starts at 56. Right. So you can start buying it off the auction house then, and you can do those last two levels, and everything is – you do ridiculous damage <laughs> with, with, with Outlands weapons at that level. Right. Um, what changes to your class made in some of the recent patches have had the yeah, most effect nice. on your everyday play? Uh, nothing has really affected my everyday play lately. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a lot – the biggest change that happened recently was that they took Adrenaline Rush off of preparation. Adrenaline Rush is a five-minute cooldown that basically – uh, it, it increases your in- energy regeneration rate by 100% for 15 seconds. So it really makes – I mean, you basically have unlimited energy for 15 seconds. Hmm. So you're just waiting on global cooldown, really. Um, and what it was is that with the recent buff to hemorrhage and um, adrenaline rush being on prep, rogues would spec a little bit into subtlety, a little bit into combat, so they get both adrenaline rush – um, and hemorrhage, and for 30 seconds, they could just do unbelievable damage. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, you know, not not working as intended, as as Blizzard would say. <laughs> so that change has caused a lot of PvP rogues to re um, reevaluate their specs and look at new things. Um, unfortunately, you know, for a lot of them, they'd already been able to get their high ranks and weapons in. Uh, Season three arena stuff. Mm-hmm. So I mean, maybe not unfortunate for them, but unfortunate right. for somebody another rogue starting out now that's going to have to do it the uh, the hard way. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if you could sit down in a room with a Blizzard dev and tell them something that they should change about your class, would you have anything to tell them, or would you uh, I, I, say yeah. just leave it the way it is? I would say that, unfortunately, subtlety is still not a viable 41.3. There are a lot of great things in there, but you have to sacrifice so much to get to the end of the tree. And and Shadow Step is – they don't call it Lull Step for nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you explain what Shadow Step is and why you don't think that it's such a great talent? So Shadow Step – is a it's a 41 point talent in the subtlety tree uh and what it does is it, it's, it's changed a lot recently but what it does is it gives you a chance or it, if your enemies i believe within uh within 25 yards for 10 energy you can uh use this skill every uh 30 seconds and it will put you behind them so it's it's, it's effectively like a blink for a mage Mm-hmm. But it, oh. it puts you—you you end up right behind them. All you have to do is have line of sight on them. So a blink that you can aim. Exactly. <laughs> uh, it was actually—it's really fun to level with because if there's a lot, lots of times as you're walking through, like a little dungeon area, um, to get to that last guy or whatever, you have to go around the long way. But as a rogue, if you can, and if you're specking the shadow step, if you can get line of sight on a mob someplace that you couldn't necessarily walk by jumping or whatever and hit shadow step, then it'll get you up there. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> wow. Uh, 
And, and apparently, when it first came out, it didn't respect line of sight. So a rogue could be at the bottom of a tower in AV, target somebody up top, and shadow step up to the flag. Ooh, that's which, nasty. Which was, which was slightly broken. Yeah. <laughs> slightly. Yeah, slightly. <laughs> yeah. But, but uh, shadow step now additionally grants a combo point and gives you 20% uh, increase to your next attack, as well as a reduction of 50% in threat. Uh, but all of the rogues laugh at that, because if, if somebody has Shadow Step in PvP, or mm-hmm. in PvE, rather, uh, generating threat's not their problem. Generating no. uh, damage is, mm-hmm. generally. So we had to laugh at, uh, at, the, at the 50% uh, reduction to something that they didn't have in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, you know, you're even less threatening than before. But I mean, other than other than that kind of ridiculous notion, I mean, it seems like it'd be a, it could be an ability that would come in very handy. Yeah, but it, it, it has a lot of utility. Unfortunately, by specking 41 points into that tree, you you miss out on things like the holy 11 points in assassination or dual wield specialization in the combat tree. Mm-hmm. that really give you the damage that you need. Um, previously, uh, before Resilience, you know, rogues could crit somebody's face off and, you know, basically one-shot Clothies mm-hmm. in yeah, a lot of situations. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but now with Resilience, rogues are given, and any, any other class I imagine, are given much less to rely on critical strikes and much more to rely on uh, white damage. Uh, the damage not done with special attacks. Well, it, so. it's, from what I could see from the subtlety tree, it seems to me that that's sort of meant to be to place the rogues in, in sort of like a utility class, but that's not their primary role. I mean, they do have some, you know, rogue sap and such like that used for crowd control or whatever, but primarily they're cast in the role of a heavy DPS class. So I, I see what you're saying that taking away doing this at the expense of the dps is in a, in essence turning the the rogue into something that it really doesn't do all that well right yeah the the biggest thing i could ask for for a rogue that i i believe we're the only class that does not have um a mutually beneficial buff to give to the rest of the party um yeah, which could be said true. to be mutually beneficial um but uh, but just barely. Well, I mean, there's there's debuffs. I was just trying to think. Warlocks don't have much in the way of that, except for health stones and and soul st- and, and soul stones. Well, blood pack. Um. Yeah, but I never use an imp. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I get, you're not Destro then. I got. Are you are you a soul link? No, or? I'm. No, I'm a I'm a, I'm I'm a demonology warlock. Oh, okay. So uh, when I'm when I'm around, I usually have the fell guard out unless I'm ordered to put the imp out for duty. But generally, we only use those in twenty-five man raids, and I'm sure. rarely the the only warlock there. So usually, we put one of the other <laughs> other warlocks on uh, on imp duty. Right. But yeah, I mean, I, I understand what you're saying. There's there's but there's nothing I can cast. On another player, really, other than giving them a health stone, um, but at least it's something. 
Right. And rogues don't have anything like that. They don't. And I, and I mean, I guess you, uh, the other thing uh, that warlocks have are would be fire shield or uh, uh, unending breath. Right. But, yeah. Hmm. I mean, yeah, li- limited utility. As I wonder well. if that has anything to do with the fact that all the classes that have something that's beneficial to the party has to, you know, sort of cough up a, a reagent of some kind. Sure. And, um, you know, mages, warlocks, priests, um, paladins, they, they all use reagents. Well, I know the mages and the warlocks do, but right. um, priests, they have the candles. Uh, what about paladins? Do they have a reagent? They have seals. Yeah, they do. Earth. All right, yeah. so that's probably yeah. why there's nothing beneficial because you already have like. Um, but shouts, shouts don't cost reagents. I really believe. don't. No. So for hunters, I know. Well, hunters have. I, I would. I would consider their um, their arrows to be a reagent of some kind. Sure. Well, but, but they can also spec and get uh, hunter's mark, which it's... benefits all of the melee in the party. Mm, that's true. Right. They can. Well, they the regular hunter's mark improves all the ranged attacks. You can spec into improved hunter's mark, which gives you uh, increased. It applies it to the melee damage as well. They've also got. They can also spec into true shot or true shot or. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. And they can also um, the aspect of the the pack, which gives everyone the aspect of the cheetah fast run buff which yeah. is really good for annoying your player your your friends when you forget to turn it off right oh, yes. before a fight <laughs> it's always good for that <laughs> mark, mark, of the, mark of the days or or, or uh, aspect of days yes aspect of the aspect of the days yes <laughs> <laughs> but uh, i try to be good about turning that off in the group before uh, before engaging fights but i have been known to forget uh, yeah, yeah, I can I can see that. So that would that would be nice if if rogues had anything you know that you know in, increased. There, there are some. I mean, there is a kidney shot that'll increase the damage that other people do. Mm-hmm. Um, or there's exposed armor, which is you know, but uses it uses the same debuff slot as thunder armor. So if you've got a, a warrior tanking, then that doesn't do you any good. Mm. Now, are there any particular class related websites or or uh, mods that you use? Uh, the, the, the best rogue website that I've found is roguespot.com. Uh, mm-hmm. They've got... Uh, there's a bunch of... There's a blog there, but then there's also a, uh, a moderated forum that uh, has a lot of rogues that talk about various uh, aspects of the class, class theory crafting and the like. Uh, there's mm-hmm. a lot of good threads on the Elitist Jerks forum. Yeah. Um, Oh, well, they're always good threads there. Yeah, and that's where they, they get into scary math in those. Generally. Well, yeah, and you know, I have a major in math from college, and it still scares me. Yeah, <laughs> you know, not because like I have any like sort of fear of math, because believe me, I don't. I understand this stuff, but there are times when I just want to separate the math from the game. Yeah. You know, and I, and I just have to back off from it and go. Oh, you know, I just want to enjoy myself. I don't want to think too much about what I'm doing. Yeah, I, I build on the work of others. They've there, there's people over there that have created an Excel spreadsheet. Yep, that, I have that. that very accurately models the damage you will do with certain gear. Sure. And, oh it, yeah, it's amazing. You, there, um, not only are there spreadsheets that they have. Oh, well, to to fill everybody in, 
Um, some people on Elitist Jerks, they make these spreadsheets where you can actually select what gear you have and it'll and you can put in which fight you want and it'll actually calculate everything to the percentage point about uh, how much damage you're going to do over time. And then there was a, a website that I found that I forgot the name of it. I, I have it linked somewhere. I have to find it. Where you can actually put in your spec into the website and it, it's not – it's not warcrafter.com. That's the one that's using the armory. This is a different one that's specifically like the Elitist Jerks um, Excel spreadsheet, but it's like online. We'll, uh, we'll post it on the forums. I'll, I'll post if, it in the forums. If but, Starman ever remembers. <laughs> that's right. Forgive us. We're getting old. <laughs> but yeah, there's some, there's some really good stuff in there. And you're right. I work off the, you know, the work of others also. Yeah. So that's, that's a really useful... Um, thing another another like a useful mod as a rogue is anything that keeps track of your cooldowns um so mm-hmm. nature's enemy cast bar um is one that i've used for ages mm-hmm. um i tend to stick more to uh wow ace mods these days oh uh, yeah me too yeah I, I, everybody does <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh cooldown countdown or 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 something cooldown countdown 2 i believe is one of their mm-hmm. mods that's really good. Um, and then either Omni CC or I can't remember what the Wow Ace version of it is that puts numbers on each of your items to let you know how many seconds it is before uh, they'll be up. Because it's really, you know, as, as a rogue, if you're trying to maximize DPS or survivability, um, you need to use a lot of your skills as soon as they come back up. Right. The same with the Warlock, too. You're, um, you do most of your... If you let your dots expire and then don't renew them, you're you're just wasting a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I use um, a couple of foobar mods for mostly for keeping track, uh, reminding me to repoison my weapons. <laughs> right. Because that's that's one where I forget a lot and I realize I've been running around for an hour without having re- <laughs> having re, uh, redone my weapons. Although I will say that one of the things that I have liked was the change, not in the last patch, but I think the patch before where they extended the time on rogue poisons. Yeah, that, that was, that was a, a wonderful thing, especially with the way that our arena times can be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you get oh, to the yeah. point where you're having to reapply your poisons like every three matches or something because, you know, it's a 10-minute queue. You know, now, which, you're just standing around in, in the meantime. On the subject of poisons, what poisons um, do you prefer and what poisons do you think are just not worth the time and effort? Uh, anesthetic poison is not worth the time or effort. Um, what is, as a, what anest- is it supposed to do? What it's supposed to do is do additional damage without causing additional threat. Um, mm-hmm. And basically, I mean, as, as a rogue, like, I guess primarily as a rogue, if you, if you don't have to worry about pulling aggro off of the tank, then uh, you probably aren't doing your job. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, not, I'm not saying that you should pull aggro, but you should be doing enough damage, single target damage as a rogue, that, um, unless you have salvation. Uh, blessing of salvation from a paladin. Right, that, I love that. That you yeah, should have to think about your threat um, and manage your threat. That's really a really important thing. Is as a PVE rogue is is managing your threat because especially mm-hmm. in a heroic, if something turns around and and you know you've got seven thousand or less hit points, you're probably dead. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
it'll just Believe me, yes. yeah. I understand that one. <laughs> yeah, well, at least as, as a warlock, you've uh, got some distance uh, to see them running towards you, and maybe you can get a fear <laughs> off. But as a rogue, man, they just turn around and you know they crush, crushing blow you for 16k <laughs> or something like that, and it's all over. Right. Now, other than vanish, do you have a way of dumping aggro quick or? I do every. I believe it's every 10 seconds. I don't know. It's not on my bar anymore. I just manage mm-hmm. my threat um, other ways. But there's there's mm-hmm. uh, a faint ability, mm-hmm. which uh, dumps a certain amount of uh, – reduces your threat by a certain amount. There's also an enchant to cloak, which will reduce the tre- threat you generate by 2%. Right. But I've, any, the D, any DPS class, that's something you need to learn. And I would definitely recommend using a – uh, threat meter like omen. Omens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Omens is the way to go. Does anybody use KTM anymore? No. No. Well, K- KLH is it was a it was a good mod. It was the only mod for a long time, but it doesn't update very frequently. Right. And one of the things that's nice about Omen is it does give you a more accurate up to the second view of your threat. And that's one of those things of you you really need to have timeliness <laughs> on that particular issue. Yeah, for sure. And the other great thing that Omen does is it maintains uh, threat separately per enemy name. Yes. That you're fighting. So it, it, it's not a lot of help if you're fighting a bunch of uh, things with the same exact name. But if you are fighting, like if you're doing a, a scripted encounter or something like that, it's very nice to know. How much threat you have on each thing, right? But uh, so anesthetic poison or anesthetic rather. Um, originally, I thought it was a poison that would reduce threat every time it hit, but um, as far as I know, and after careful examination, it said that basically the, the extra damage that it would do just wouldn't cause threat, and it does less than instant poison, which is its um, cousin, I guess. Mm-hmm. So a, a, as a PvE rogue, the apparently the, the modeled best way to do DPS is to put Deadly Poison on your main hand, which mm-hmm. is the one that will stack up to five times and does a dot. And then on your offhand, you put Instant Poison. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And apparently that gives you the most damage that you can do um, in PvE with poisons. Now, um, other poisons that you have, there's Mind Numbing Poison which will, um, when applied to a target, will keep them, or reduce their, or sorry, increase their casting time, rather. It'll slow them down. So that can be useful um, in some PvE encounters, but but generally in PvP, you'll find that. Then there's Crippling Poison, uh, which is like hamstring for warriors. It reduces the speed uh, of the enemy. And then there's Wound Poison, which uh, is like Mortal Strike after it uh, stacks up five times. It will uh, reduce healing 10% uh, per stack on the enemy, as well as causing a little bit of damage. So those can be very useful in PvP. And um, if you don't have a warrior or a hunter, it can be useful on something like uh, the Ilhof fight uh, to keep him from regenning as much information, or not information, as much uh, life when uh, he sacrifices somebody. So, um, just kind of to wrap this up, if at seventy, what are the what are the things that you're working toward, and what are the what are the goals that uh, you would recommend that that people go for right now? Uh, I'd say that um, 
from an armor perspective, if you work towards either of the sets, either the assassination set, which is the the regular dungeon set, or the Waste Walker set, which is a heroic dungeon set. Those are both excellent ways. Um, if you can start getting into heroics, I know it's a lot easier now, um, mm-hmm. but you don't need as much rep, but you, you, it's really easy to die in a heroic. <laughs> but there, there are really That's good true. gear drops in heroics for rogues. Mm-hmm. Um, but from a weapon perspective, by far, currently, the best way... Um, I mean, you can get your regular 71 DPS weapons from doing instances, but if you want to step above that, it's uh, the season two weapons are very incredible for for doing damage. They're I mean better than anything that you're going to see up to um, the tier five instances. Oh. Um, so, and if if you do arena and have the 1850 rating, then getting the season three weapons are uh, I mean equivalent to tier six type stuff. Wow. So. Oh, that's nice. So, and it is not that hard. The offhand weapon is only 11, well, no, it's probably 9-something now. But previously, it was only 11.25 arena points, which even if you lose and only make two or 300 points a week, you can do that in four or five weeks of, of very casual arena play. So, a lot of, a lot of people don't care for that, but it is the best way to maximize your damage. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, if anybody asked me how to get rogue weapons in the game, I would say, well, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> a weapon? That's just the thing you hold on to for stats. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is for me. Your spirit stick? Yeah. You yeah. That anymore. That's my stick, damage, damage stick. stick. Have a, yeah, whatever. My, other da- my damage stick and my other damage stick, because I, I have a sword and an offhand. But, uh, but um, yeah, Sneak, I, I wanted to thank you very much for coming on to the show, and you know, I've been trying to get you on for a, a while now. But you know, with the holidays and everything, it was it was really tough, and with uh, running out of town, I uh, yeah yeah it was, it was tough. But um, yeah, thanks for coming on because, like I said, we've never had a rogue on the show, and there are just a lot of things about rogues that I just didn't know because I only got a rogue to level ten, <laughs> <laughs> and then I I just uh, couldn't do it anymore. But, yeah. um, well, I appreciate you guys I, having me on, and uh, if you guys get any hate mail, well, you, you can forward it my direction. But <laughs> ho- hopefully, I've uh, I've done the class uh, justice. I've done a lot of uh, research into things. Oh, definitely, uh, because I've learned a lot about. It. I might actually give it another shot, but uh, I don't know. I still well, got I was, a lot to do in my mage. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking I was going to tell Kryler to listen to this episode when he. Uh, when uh, when it comes out, because I know that he'll be very interested in in what was said. So, but That's yes, right. we'd like to thank you very much for coming because uh, we've had a lot of clamor for rogue information. So, yeah, hopefully, yeah. this is the start of it, and uh, we may uh, ask you to come back when it's time to do the class roundtables. Well, that'd be great. So, I think that wraps things up for this uh, this week's episode. If you want to contact us, my email is starman at worldofwarcast.com and Renz is Renata, one T, at worldofwarcast.com. Our Skype address is World of Warcast, one word, so drop us a line and say hi and yell at us if, you know, we ramble too long. And um, uh, also uh, join our forums at worldofwarcast.com, which are always, they're getting just 
much more lively than they've ever been lately. If you would like to leave us a review on our iTunes section, you're more than welcome to do so. We're happy to get the reviews. And I haven't looked this week to see how many we were up to. Yeah, I haven't either. It I've was been up busy. <laughs> it's, it's been a very busy week. What with my it, it compu- definitely has. computer dying and everything. So, and, and um, but again, thank you, Sneak, for coming on for the Rogue segment, and we will see you next time. See you later. Bye.